This is Hoss Fight. My name is DC Matthews at the DC Matthews. Hope you are well. Hope those you love are doing well. This is episode 10 of the Hoss Fight, uh, and it is the morning, 5.17 in the morning, in fact, uh, before the Elimination Chamber pay-per-view taking place in Saudi Arabia. Uh, It'll start in about seven hours. And I think I'm going to watch it. I don't usually. Uh, Doc and I discussed it this week on the DDT Wrestling Experience. Uh, I don't usually watch these shows because I don't love that uh, the WWE is is in bed with uh, a country such as Saudi Arabia. And, and not the country so much as the, the rulers and the people making the decisions uh, in Saudi Arabia. I don't like that they're being bought. Um, I would prefer it to be just a non-canon show. If if the crown prince of Saudi Arabia wants to spend $50 million or however much it is to uh, be able to have a show, uh, no title should be on the line, and it shouldn't matter. It should be, you know, completely separate from the actual storylines uh, that are being told in in wrestling. But um, having said that, the card looks pretty good. I do enjoy the chamber matches. I don't usually do predictions. We used to do back in the day, back in the way back, back in the old times. Uh, Doc and I would make predictions and productions. Uh, That is now uh, the purview of the Piece of Business podcast. But since it is the morning of, and we will get to a tournament, I promise... Uh, There is no prologue or epilogue. I'm going to redo the brackets for various reasons that I'll talk about when we get to it. Uh, But just looking at the the matches here, it says it looks as if there are eight of them as of right now. Rey Mysterio versus The Miz, don't care. Don't care who wins. Uh, Probably will not be paying super attention to that match. Uh, Ronda and Naomi versus Charlotte and Sonya. Ronda has to wrestle with one arm tied behind her back, which is dumb. Which is dumb. Uh, I'm glad Naomi gets to wrestle. I appreciate that there are three women's matches on this show in Saudi Arabia. That is nice. Uh, I will enjoy watching Sonya Deville wrestle. I've always enjoyed her. Uh, But I also don't care who wins. Drew McIntyre versus Madcap Moss in a Falls Count Anywhere match. That will actually probably be pretty good. Um, The easy answer is Drew, but at some point, if we're going to do the Madcap Moss thing, he needs to win. And I don't really know what Drew McIntyre is doing. Uh, these days, so I'll go out on a limb and say that Madcap will win. Happy Corbin will probably be involved somehow. Uh, The Usos versus the Viking Raiders. I would like the Viking Raiders to win. Um, The storyline should be that the wheels are coming off for the bloodline heading into WrestleMania, so it would make sense that the Usos have lost that title. Uh, We're also heading towards WrestleMania, And 
you know, we need something. I'd le- I'm interested to watch the Viking Raiders take on uh, the New Day. I know we're not supposed to call them the New Day anymore, apparently. But I would be interested in that. So I'll say the Viking Raiders. Uh, Roman Reigns versus Goldberg. Yeah, Roman should win. But again, the wheels need to start coming off. It, it needs to be harder than it should be for Roman to win. So that as he heads into WrestleMania, his his family has lost their titles. He's struggling. Uh, it should be it should be difficult. Uh, Becky versus Lita. I had recorded. I had talked for about half an hour a couple of days ago. I wound up just scrapping it because I wasn't actually saying anything. I was going to start, you know, my quote unquote WrestleMania wall, um, and I had said that. You know, when it came to this match and then the women's chamber match, um, the winner of the the title match kind of determined who I thought was going to win um, in the chamber. And I believe I said that if Becky retains, which I do believe she will, uh, then the likely winner of the chamber match is Bianca Belair. Because I don't think that story is done. Um, the story of her losing in 20-something seconds to Becky. I don't think that story is done, and it would make sense for Bianca to get one back on Becky at WrestleMania. Uh, It doesn't make sense for Liv to win. She had a title shot. Do drop, same thing. Uh, The Nikki and Rhea story doesn't seem to be over as far as I can tell. Uh, So if Becky wins, then I think Bianca wins. If Lita wins... And I, it, it really does depend, uh, you know, can the, the powers that be in Saudi Arabia determine who's going to win the matches? I don't know. It's occurring to me in this moment um, that this podcast probably will come out on Monday and by then this will be over. Although I could release it this morning. I don't know. Either way, I hope I'm not at 1.5 speed. I don't think I should be. I think I solved that problem. But anyways, if Lita were to win, uh, then I would say the winner of the chamber match is Alexa Bliss. Because then what I think would happen is you'd have a triple threat. Becky calls, cashes in her rematch. Alexa's won the chamber, so it's Lita versus Becky versus Alexa, which would also be a good match. Uh, and then your, your chamber match, this is where I think something could happen. Because I don't think it's Brock. As much as I firmly believe we need to unify these titles. And you've heard me talk multiple times about my belief that if you're going to have a universal champion, it needs to be a true universal champion, which means I can show up on any WWE Universe show. I can go to NXT. I can go to SmackDown. I can go to Raw. I can go to the UK. I can go anywhere. I could be on Main Event. I could be on the new show, Level Up. Um, so there's a world in which I'd like Brock to win and it's a title unification match, but we don't live in that world. Uh, so I don't think it's going to be Brock, uh, whether Roman comes in and, you know, winds up screwing over Brock, which would make the most sense. Uh, Austin theory, it's too soon. I'd love it. I'm a fan of Austin Theory. I like that he's Vince's guy. Uh, I really don't know if I buy these rumors that AJ's going to take on Shawn Michaels. It seems... Having Austin and Michaels wrestle at the same... I don't like any of that. Uh, 
again, Riddle, you, you, the question is, what's that title match going to be? Because it's not like we have, you know, we have a winner that we're waiting for. Um, I think Lashley retains. I could see a world in which Seth frickin' Rollins wins, and he and Becky go into WrestleMania both as champions, because they would be incredibly annoying and hilarious about that. But again, the question is, who does Seth then wrestle? Does Lashley get another rematch, and he's going in as challenger again? I think he goes in as champion. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's Lashley. I've talked myself into it. So, Lashley, I do think it's Becky. Uh, I'll say the Viking Raiders retain... Roman retains. Yeah, the only belt that changes hand is the tag titles. Otherwise, this is this is kind of a placeholder show. But again, should be good. I will probably be watching. Uh, I may just put it on, walk away, wander around. But yeah, so there's a random bit of predictions for you. Uh, before we get into page 10 of Haas Fight, uh, I had recorded it. I listened to it last night. I have serious changes I want to make. Uh, but I was going to do the epilogue piece, uh, and then I realized that I actually need to make a big change. I need to take somebody out. We have another dink rule here. Um, I need to take somebody out and replace them. And so once I realized that, I decided, let me just re-record the whole darn thing. So, 16 wrestlers. Um, Cage Match has ranked them. We are going to go through the entire tournament to decide who is uh, 1 through 16. And then in the second half, which I'm pretty sure I'm going to re-record all of those, because at this point there's been so many changes, uh, we will actually make a list. There will be a full list done, Brandon. Do you hear me? There will be a full list. Uh, We began in the last episode starting with the 8-9 matchup. And then working our way towards the top. That is my new favorite way of doing this. Um, it makes the most sense. It, it's fun. We start with a pretty even matchup in terms of rankings. And then we get further and further apart. Uh, so the number nine seed is the Barbarian. Uh, we all enjoyed the Barbarian. Whether he was the Powers of Pain Barbarian or he was Sioni or the Faces of Fear uh, you know, the Barbarian was good. He would get a lot more credit, at least with me, if not for the fact that he was with Haku. So the Barbarian is probably one of the more legitimate tough guys in wrestling. But when you team with the legitimate tough guy in wrestling, uh, it's a little difficult for you to, you know, to shine. He is taking on uh, Tenzan. Now, there's a lot of New Japan in this. And I want to tell you, when I did this show the first time, I I just said, mea culpa, mea culpa. I don't know a lot about um, New Japan. So, you know, for three seasons I've been saying, I don't know a lot about New Japan. I didn't watch a lot of New Japan. New Japan guys are going to get hosed. But then, so I'll just tell you, Tenzan finished 11 in the original in the original bracketing. And then when I went ahead and did the 11s, I actually went ahead and did some research as to uh, guys like Tenzan. 
Tenzan, in addition to being, I believe, WCW U.S. champion, right? I thought he was U.S. champion. Or maybe that's Kensuke, who's we'll talk about later. Uh, Tenzan is a four-time IWGP heavyweight champion and a 12-time IWGP tag champion. He won three G1 tournaments. 2003, 2004, and 2006. He won three G1 tag tournaments. Uh, I could keep going. Uh, And in 2005, he was ranked the 10th best wrestler of the year by PWI. He won some Wrestle Observer Awards too, but uh, we don't care about the Wrestler Observer, do we? No. No, we don't. Um... So this guy was a legitimate top talent. Uh, Should be higher than an eight seed. Now, that doesn't mean that he's going to run away. It helps to say the words correctly. Uh, This doesn't mean that he is going to run away with the tournament. Uh, In fact, I am going to still give, as I did back, back when... I'm going to give the Barbarian the win over Tenzan uh, in this opening round um, because I still have seen more of the Barbarian. And if I had to choose, as we've discussed these last weeks, if I'm in a bar and I have to fight one of them with another one at my side, I do still want the Barbarian who did study sumo in Japan. That's how he met Haku was they were both studying sumo in Japan in the 70s, 80s, somewhere around there. Um, I still want the Barbarian on my side. But when we get to the constellations, uh, Tenzan will do better. Because Tenzan, again, we're changing it all. He won. I told you he finished 11th. He won that page because I had all this information and all the other 11s were not multiple-time IWGP champions. So the Barbarian gets the win. Our 7-10 matchup, the number 10 seed is Mason Ryan. I missed all of Mason Ryan. My lost years include uh, the entirety of the Nexus, the entirety of the core. Uh, Mason Ryan looks like Batista, but from what I can remember, did not wrestle anywhere near like Batista. Uh, And the number 7 seed is, as I mentioned before, uh, Kensuke Sasaki, or Kensuke. Um... I told one of my, my favorite stories that I don't know that I've actually told, so I will tell this again. Uh, I was a PWI nerd as a kid, read the magazine, so I knew a whole lot of wrestlers. I knew who Reckless Youth was, having never seen him wrestle. Um, I knew who Christopher Daniels was before I fell in love with Christopher Daniels. Um, so I knew the Japan guys, and Kensuke came over to WCW, and I knew the name. He was U.S. champion. Um... And so I also knew that he was a uh, team. He teamed with Road Warrior Hawk. I think they were called the Power Warriors or something like that. Um, In fact, he won. Now I'm I'm on Wikipedia again because Kensuke is a five-time heavyweight champion in Japan, a seven-time tag champion, two of which with Road Warrior Hawk, uh, and won two G1 tournaments. Um, So again... Very good major player in Japan. Um, and there was a World War Three, one of the worst best gimmick matches of all time. And they're in the Battle Royal, and Kensuke is 
being, uh, he's over the rope, he's, he's hanging on, and Hawk is trying to help him back in the ring. And he's going, come on, come on, come on, Kensuke. And I popped as a kid, because I knew they had teamed up. And at least in that moment, the two of them were allies. And I think, if I remember correctly, I think Hawk got dumped taking Kensuke with him right after that. But still, as a kid, I loved that moment. Um, so yeah, Kensuke was going to win before I knew all of his accolades. Uh, Kensuke finished, I want to say, ninth. Yep, in our tournament, and I'm pretty sure if I look ahead, I think he won the nines. Now, again, all this is going to change when we redo things. Yep, he won the nines. <laughs> so, we'll, we'll be changing some things up. We'll be redoing all of those final half of the tournament. Uh, but he's going to beat Mason Ryan, <clears throat> who uh, I don't know anyone. Oh, no, I have one person that I could... I don't remember who it was, but somebody said they were a fan of Mason Ryan as a wrestler. Uh, they are, I believe the only person to ever say that. Our number 11 seed is Dexter Loomis. If you could listen to the original audio, you would hear me talk a lot about how much I like Dexter Loomis. And I did. The Stranger Things theme was great. The crawling in the ring and the way he moved was great. The fact that he was kind of the tortured artist was great. And then he became friends with Johnny Gargano and Austin Theory, and he was doing the whole index thing with Indy Hartwell, and I lost the thread. And he was no longer as good as I thought he was. And now, let's, since, we're, since we're just using the computer, uh, let's look up, when was his last match? I feel like maybe he's hurt. He could be injured. But I feel like we have not seen him wrestle in a very long time. Oh, January 18th, he lost to Grayson Waller. And then in December, he beat Trick Williams and Carmelo Hayes. Yeah, so he's wrestling about twice a month. He did take three months off between August. and So he's, he's not a featured player. In fact, if I'm on my prediction mode, I will predict that he will be uh, in the next round of roster cuts. Gargano's gone. Um, I don't think he's going to show up uh, to help Austin Theory. That wouldn't make sense with the character the way it is now. Uh, so I think, I don't think he's going he's gonna to last much longer. Like they kind of did him, they did that gimmick. It's not going to work unless they reprat. This is what happens when you record at 5.30 in the morning. Uh, unless they repackage him. I don't see where we go from here. I think the Dexter Loomis time is done. And he's taken on Lance Cade, who's the number six seed. Another guy I missed. I know he was trained by Shawn Michaels. Um, I know he teamed with former NWA champion Trevor Murdoch. Uh, they were multiple-time tag team champions. Uh, I know he was a decent wrestler, and I know he died much too soon. That's about the extent of what I know about Lance Cade. But he's a multiple-time tag team champion. I gave Loomis the win because I was, I was a fan of Loomis in August. But I think I got to make my first change. I think I got to give Lance Cade the win. He had a better career. I can't imagine a world in which Dexter Loomis, as currently gimmicked, shows up. If they rebrand him and give him something else to do, maybe. Maybe he were to show up. 
Uh, if I thought that you know there were going to be the the usual NXT post mania call ups, maybe that character works. You know, you either put him like as like muscle with Sami Zayn, maybe, or maybe he shows up and again could do something with Austin Theory. But I I, I have a hard time envisioning it. So I'm giving the win to Lance Cade. Loomis will go into the consolations. All right. Our 12th seed, this is where we have to make our change. The 12th seed is Lars Sullivan. I will mention again that there was a picture years ago, probably in the first couple years I was on Twitter. It's Braun Strowman standing next to Finn Balor, standing next to this guy, this massive mountain of a guy. And this guy has his hand out and his giant paw with fingers splayed out looks to be larger and wider than Finn Balor's entire torso. And in that moment, I looked and figured out this guy's name was Dylan Miley. This guy's going to be a huge star. Vince McMahon's not going to miss on size like that. Well, I don't think Vince missed on size like that. I think we got more information. And uh, having read up on... Um, the posts that Dexter Loomis or Dylan Miley, let's call him by his real name, made in his younger days. And yes, he has apologized for them, but I don't know that that can excuse it. We haven't seen him. You can apologize for something and then you need to, as we teach our children, then you need to uh, make things better. Restorative practices. I've seen him do none of those. So I can't, in good conscience, keep Lars Sullivan in this tournament. He's got to go. Uh, if I got rid of Moose, I got to get rid of Lars. Lars, pants on fars. Uh, the question becomes, who do I replace him with? Um, there is a name that I believe uh, Jeremy and Glenn and some people have mentioned. So, but So the issue is going to be, uh, I still have never seen this guy wrestle, but I think at this point, we're 10 pages in, I don't know if we'll have to make any more substitutions, I am replacing Lars Sullivan with the wrestler known as Wardlow. I know what he looks like. I've seen him. But I don't think I've ever seen him wrestle. Uh, and it's not going to matter, because the number five seed that Wardlow is now facing is Keith Lee. Back in August, I uh, talked about Keith Lee, who had recently returned after being gone for months due to uh, COVID. I, I don't remember. Um, but the bloom had already started to fall off the Keith Lee rose at that point. Uh, and I said, I don't know where he'll be in 2021 or 2022 by the time this episode comes out. Hello. Uh, but hopefully, and I, I wrote this down, quotes, quote unquote, quoting myself, hopefully he'll be a champion. Well, he's not. Um, he just made his debut two weeks ago in AEW and then did not wrestle the following week. I believe 
that's because he's on his honeymoon with Mia Yim. Um, I believe they gave him time off, and I hope that's true. But similar to Dexter Loomis, it is difficult for me with any of the hosses in AEW uh, to feel super optimistic. Do I think Keith Lee could wrestle Adam Page or Adam Cole, which is currently, I believe, the main event feud there? Absolutely. Do I think he's gonna? It's really hard to say. He'll beat Wardlow. No question he beats Wardlow. But whether or not... It's hard for me to feel optimistic about Keith Lee's future in AEW because there's so many talents that are wrestling on dark and wrestling on elevation. I think he gets... um, I think he gets a title shot. I don't know if they make him champion. Uh, maybe he goes after the TNT title. He and Andrade would be a great feud. Like, I think he's a featured player, but I don't know if he... I don't know if his trajectory is any different than it would have been had he stayed in WWE. I just don't know. And I know he didn't choose to leave. I'm just saying. I don't know if uh, Limitless Keith Lee is any, has any higher of a trajectory than the Bearcat, if I'm being completely honest. I hope they prove me wrong. Our number uh, 13 seed, oh, there's some, there's some favorites here. My man Zeus, tiny, tiny. My man Zeus. Fantastic actor. Hilarious wrestler. Uh, glad he's in the tournament. Certainly a hoss. Uh, but he's going up against the number four seed, Mr. Nelson Frazier, Mr. Mabel, Mr. King Mabel, Mr. Big, Va- Big Daddy V. I really can't talk today. It's Viscera. And Viscera is going to easily beat Zeus. I love Viscera. I love Mabel. Uh, I came into wrestling right around the same time as Men on a Mission. Um, having next to no knowledge of the rap scene. My knowledge of rap music was the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air theme song, and that's probably it. Um, And so Men on a Mission was very early on in my, you know, in my my life, in the purple and the gold, and him doing spin heel kicks as a 500-pound wrestler, and Mo also being there for no reason. Uh, I like this. He's going to beat Zeus. So we're finally getting some matchups here in the second round. Uh, Viscera versus Keith Lee. That would be a lot of fun to watch. Our number three seed, or our number 14 seed is Draws. Um, I think Draws qualifies just under the, the height and weight restrictions. He didn't look like a hoss. Uh, he didn't wrestle like a hoss. I never liked Draws. The puking gimmick... Um, never worked for me. I have had stomach issues my entire life. Um, as a kid, vomiting was something I did with sad frequency, um, all the way through college. Uh, and so the, the idea that, oh, he's a guy who can puke on a command. I was like, so, so what? We can all do that, can't we? 
And then he tried to be a road warrior, and I was like, no, no, put on a stupid hat. Uh, so I, I'm not a draws guy. Uh, the guy he's taken on, I, I wasn't a huge fan of as well, but I've come to respect the murder hawk, Lance Archer. Uh, I My heyday for TNA wrestling was probably 04 through 07-ish. Uh, and whether he was Dallas or Lance Hoyt or Dallas Hoyt or Dallas Lancey Hoyt, you know, he was around and he was a guy and I didn't care for him, but he was part of wrestling. And now 15-ish years later, he's the Murderhawk Lance Archer and I like him a whole heck of a lot more now. So I'm, I'm a fan of Lance Archer. He's going to beat Draws. And now we get, I love when this happens, a Lance on Lance matchup, Archer versus Cade. Uh, I mentioned... My nerdiness means that I commented on the Viscera Zeus mashup. It is rare that you see a guy with the name beginning with V take on a guy with a name beginning with Z. That's very rare. I don't know if you knew that. That's, that's where my nerdiness goes. Our number 15 seed is Rodney Mack, another wrestler that I missed completely. Um, I know he was managed by Teddy Long. I know he was with Jazz. Are they married still? Were they ever married? I don't think we need to actually look that up, but I feel like that's right. Uh, and Rodney Mack is taking on the stone Pitbull himself, Ishii, a wrestler who only qualifies for the Hoss rule because he is wider than he is tall. He is, uh, oh, no, where is he? Tomohiro Ishii. I'm just now I'm on the Wikipedia page for all Ishii's, which doesn't help. There we go. Tomohiro Ishii is five foot seven, so he's my height, and he's still a hoss. If I could qualify as a hoss, and I'd like to think that I could, uh, Ishii qualifies as a hoss. The toughness, the again, he's just he's a brick house. Uh, he's going to beat uh, Rodney Mack, setting up an Ishii versus Kensuke All Japan um, quarterfinal matchup except it would be New Japan, not All Japan. Separate promotions. Our number 16 seed is Billy Jack Haynes, the guy from Portland, full Nelson, very muscular, wore a hat. That's all I have to say about Billy Jack Haynes. Uh, and he is taking on, There's, I will admit, not a lot of huge no-doubt names here. You got Keith Lee, you got Viscera, those are certainly hosses. You got Ishii, you got your New Japan folks. But there's, a, there's not a no-doubter on this list until we get to our number one seed. Uh, because while many people may know him best as sexual chocolate, there is no doubt that the world's strongest man, Mark Henry, is a hoss. And he is our number one seed. And I would imagine we're getting Hall of Pain Mark Henry and he is going to just hurt people in this tournament, starting with Billy Jack Haynes. Thanks for coming, Billy Jack. You're done. Uh, Mark Henry wins, taking on the Barbarian in the quarterfinals. So our opening round is done. We now move to the consolations here. Uh, once again, we'll go from bottom to top. Uh, Draws will take on, now it's Dexter Loomis. It was Lance Cade, now it's Dexter Loomis. I don't care for Draws, so I'm giving the win to Dexter Loomis in this case. 
Uh, Rodney Mack versus Mason Ryan. RM versus MR. Again, that's what my brain tends to notice. I will give the win to Rodney Mack. I have vague recollections of seeing Rodney Mack wrestle at some point. Was it in Ring of Honor? Uh, was it in TNA? It may have been an impact. I honestly don't know. But I'll give the win to Mack. Zeus versus Wardlow. I'm going to go to YouTube quickly. Because I have to at least see something that Wardlow does. I've watched him stand. But I, I haven't seen him do anything else. Let's see. Top 50. Nope. Top 10 moves of Wardlow. A minute and 12 seconds. I'll walk you through this. This YouTube video, the top 10 moves of Wardlow, there's bombs, there's This Is War. Uh, this came out in April of last year. He does look like a hoss. He really does. He looks like if Juice Robinson was mixed with um, Brian Cage. All right, shoulder thrust. A nice European uppercut. I'll give you that. That was nice. German suplex. Not a great bridge there. An exploder suplex on Jack Swagger. A swanton. Interesting. A very... That was a Sean O'Hare swanton. Ooh. Okay. A nice lariat. That was a nice lariat. Running a guy into the... No. You don't call... Mm. They called it a running corner spine buster. All he did was lift the guy in the air and then just run him into the corner. If you're going to call it a running corner spine buster, you run him into the corner, then you keep them going like an Oklahoma slam, turn, and then hit the spine buster into the ground. That would be a good move. Sort of a one-handed spine buster. That's nice. Ooh, a lifting knee. F10. Oh, come on. Why would this be? Oh, you spun him around. Oh, that was not good. That F10 was not good. Okay. Uh, actually, I think that does give me a pretty good sense. The Swanton Bomb was the best move. That was very much a Sean O'Hare swan Swanton. Um, the F10, that particular one they showed in the video, not good. I liked the spin, but you barely got the guy off your shoulders. Uh, I will give Wardlow the win over Zeus. Um, there's a reason for that. I'm doing it in my head. And then Tenzon will defeat uh, Billy Jack Haynes. I had given Zeus the win over uh, Lars Sullivan, but Lars Sullivan is gone now, so we'll give Wardlow the win. All right. So that means we are down to our number, uh, our double loser bracket. These are the people who lost the first two matchups. Draws versus Mason Ryan. I will give that one to Draws because... It, it does seem, but again, I have, do I look up Mason Ryan? I did look up Wardlow. I suppose it is only fair. Hold on. Pause, please. Let's, let's do some more research. Mason Ryan moves. Will the top 10 moves of Mason Ryan? This is three minutes. The Wardlow one was only one minute. Let's see here. What do you got for me? Oh, this is just a very long intro. You're not helping me at all. 10, big boot. This is a slow video. All right, that was a good boot. And he did it to CM Punk. Oh, we're seeing multiple. That's smart in these, these videos. I will be watching a lot of these videos for my super secret project. I'm going to need these for reasons. 
turnbuckle thrust. How Batista of you. Very Batista of you. Hi, Evanborn. Okay. Clothesline. That shouldn't be in your top ten moves. That wasn't even a very good clothesline. That wasn't very good either. Can we prove that Wardlow and Mason Ryan aren't the same person? They do look alike. Ooh. All right, a gorilla press, then you catch him and give a swinging side slam. That was good. If you're, if one of your top ten moves is a back body drop, you're not a good wrestler. Let's just be honest. All right, gorilla press to Zolf, Dolph, Dolphy Dolph, NXT's Dolph Ziggler, and then dropping him, throwing Hunico over. I'm noticing you're doing this to a lot of light people. Oh, belly to belly to McIntyre. Okay, that was not bad. I think Drew McIntyre helped you with that. A delayed vertical suplex. Okay. A full Nelson slam. And then the House of Pain. What is this? Looks like a rock bottom. Okay. Rock bottom kind of swinging into a sit-out. No. Ooh. John Cena took that very well. All right. Um, so I now I'm a little more familiar. So I'm changing it because I really don't like draws. I'm giving the win to Mason Ryan. Uh, and then Zeus versus Billy Jack Haynes. Come on. We got to give that to Zeus. Uh, and so now our 16-15 matchup is Draws versus Billy Jack Haynes. I'm sorry to Draws. I'm sorry your career ended the way it did. I, I wish it hadn't so you could have shown us a little bit more. I, you're just not for me. Uh, so I'm saying Draws is 16. Billy Jack Haynes is 15. And then, so our matchup to determine uh, 14 and 13 is Mason Ryan versus Zeus. Zeus didn't even have those 10 moves. Let's be honest here. So I'm going to give Mason Ryan the win. He was 16th in the original. He's now up to 13th. And Zeus is 14th, which I will freely admit is because that 14 page is just the the number of ridiculous wrestlers on on 14. All the people who finished 14th. Zeus had to be part of that. All right, but there we go. We have our bottom four. Now let's do our quarterfinals. Lance Cade versus Lance Archer. I'm giving the win to Archer. So Cade will take on Tenzon. Um, yeah. Our, our Ishii Kensuke matchup. That's tough. I gave the win to Ishii, and I think I'm going to stick with that because I've seen more of him. Um,. But I mean, you know, Suzuki was a five-time IWGP champion. We're not going on accolades. But we can't do that. And I would have Ishii at my side in, in any uh, bar fight. Keith Lee versus Viscera. I went with Viscera, and I'm sticking with it. I think that's the right answer. Viscera's career was long. He kept showing up. Uh, men on a mission. King Mabel. Big Daddy V. Viscera. I know I went out of order there, but still. Uh, I'm giving the win to Viscera. And obviously, Mark Henry beats the Barbarian. What are we talking about here? So our quarterfinal, our semifinals, Mark Henry versus Viscera, great match. Ishii versus Archer, great match. Next up, now we've got some changes here. Dexter Loomis versus the Barbarian. I'm giving that to the Barbarian. So Loomis is into the next group of four. Uh, Keith Lee will beat Rodney Mack, no problem. Uh, Wardlow versus... Uh, Kensuke, I got to give that to Kensuke. So Wardlow, who wasn't even in the tournament, 
will be somewhere between 12 and 9, which I think makes sense. And then Tenzon versus Loomis. We got to give that to Tenzon. And so Loomis is in the group of four. So of the this group, the 12 through 9, I'm sorry, I keep hitting my pop filter. Of the 12 through 9, um, three of them are now changed. Rodney Mack is, you know, it was originally Tenzon, Kensuke, Rodney Mack, Lance Cade. Now it's Dexter Loomis, Wardlow, Rodney Mack. Wait, why do I have Loomis twice? Who is I? Hold on. Cade. No, it was Cade. That's supposed to be Cade. Okay. It was not. It was Tenzon versus Lance Cade. Tenzon wins. We didn't make a mistake. I just didn't read my writing correctly. Lance Cade versus Wardlow. We'll give it to Lance Cade because, again, Lance Cade's won multiple tag titles. Wardlow has not. Rodney Mack versus Loomis. I will give that to Loomis. So, Wardlow versus Rodney Mack. I, Wardlow looks good-ish. There's, there's room for growth there. So, we'll say Rodney Mack is 12th, which actually is how he finished. Really got to stop hitting that pop filter. Uh, is how he finished... Last time, Wardlow will be 11th. And then Lance Cade versus Dexter Loomis. I think we got to give it to Cade. Cade will be 9th. Dexter Loomis will be 10th. Yep. All right. Another round of consolations here. Keith Lee versus the Barbarian. We'll give that to Keith Lee. Tenzon versus Kensuke. Great matchup there. I think I got to give it to Kensuke because I've seen more of him. So, Tenzon versus the Barbarian, which is a rematch of our 8-9 matchup. And I think this time we will switch it up. And so, Tenzon, Barbarian will be 8th. Tenzon will be 7th. Semifinals. Mark Henry's going to beat Viscera, no question. And I'm giving the match to the Stone Pitbull. I'm having him beat the Murderhawk which is just a matchup of two great nicknames. So our finals will be Mark Henry versus Ishii. Uh, Kensuke versus Viscera for number for our consolation finals. I'm going to give it to Viscera because I've seen more of Viscera. And while he didn't have nearly the accolades of Kensuke and it's probably not the right answer, I'm giving it to Viscera. And then Keith Lee versus Lance Archer. I will give it to Keith Lee. I do really enjoy Keith Lee. It's hard for me to be excited about his future, but I do love him as a wrestler. So, our 6-5 matchup is Kensuke versus Archer, and I think we got to give that to Kensuke. So, Lance Archer is 6th, which he was before. Kensuke is now 5th. Keith Lee is going to beat Viscera. Uh, to become third on our list. Viscera will be fourth. And in our final, you knew it was going to happen as soon as I said his name. Mark Henry, Hall of Pain Henry, is going to defeat Ishii and take his rightful place as a number one uh, seed heading into uh, the end of page 10 and the beginning of page 11. So let me switch on over here because I got to redo a new um, sheet. 
Got to enter this in so we can do our second half of the tournament. Again, you're welcome to turn it off at this point. We're pretty much done. Um, appreciate you taking the time. I know me personally, whenever I can tell a podcast is wrapping up, I just tend to turn it off. Mark Henry joining a just super elite group at the top. Ishii, probably not going to do great in the number two seeds, but well-deserving. Keith Lee, that number three group, I'm sure I've mentioned it before, but Willie Mack, Ron Simmons, Stan Hansen, Masato Tanaka, Junkyard Dog, Haku, Hacksaw Duggan, The Rock, and now Keith Lee. What a group. Viscera is in the number fours. Kensuke, who was ninth, is now fifth. Lance Archer joining a pretty uh, underrated group at number six. Tenzan at seven. The Barbarian at eight. Loch Ness, Canyon, Big John Stud, Hercules, Carrion Cross, Monty Brown, Amish Roadkill, Dick Slater, and The Barbarian. This is why I like to think I'm a maven of the mid-card, because I love many of those names. And Carrion Cross is there, too. <laughs> number nine... Lance Cade, Dexter Loomis at 10, joining Mantar and Otis and Albert. Number 11, Wardlow again. Oh, Bron Breaker, also a number 11. So it seems like that's where a lot of these new hosses get dropped, is they wind up, again, somewhere in there. Hammerstone made it to, oh, Hammerstone did make it to 6th. 12th is Rodney Mack. 13th is Mason Ryan. 14th is Zeus joining Kevin Thorne and the Ultimate Warrior and Tank Abbott and Evad Sullivan. Oh, that's going to be fun. 15, Billy Jack Haynes. And 16 is Draws. Well, all right there, friends. We've done it. We've done it again. Ten pages down. Quite a good uh, time. I'm, I'm... a good group, but again, I you know sometimes you wind up, and I've teased it before. Uh, let's see, our number eleven page has um, quite a few clear-cut first ballot Hall of Famers. It's going to be a lot of fun to do page eleven with you. I'm excited to do it, um, but that's not going to happen until the next time. So thank you for joining me here on Hoss Fight. My name is DC Matthews at the DC Matthews. Please comment. Let me know you're out there. Let me know you're listening. Uh, And I'll see you the next time we dive into these big meaty man slapping meat.